younger, there were a lot of things that I didn't understand about the world. And one of those things is the quality of the various things that were out there. Though you can sort of see that a lot of times I miss some stuff. But one of the more important things actually was how things were priced. Did you ever wonder, for example, why Apple and Alienware can charge so much for their computers and Apple for their phones and so forth uh, when compared to other people and still seem to do just fine in the selling of it, in fact, seem to do quite well? Uh, how about uh, Tesla or, you know, uh, Lexus or Infinity or whoever, why they can charge so much for their cars? Well, there are a number of reasons, but and one of them is that they're a status symbol in every case. But another and a more important reason is a lot of the times they built a reputation for quality and customer service and various other things that make it so that people are willing to pay the money for those products. So the point is that the pricing of products a lot of the time is based on what the market will bear with regard to those things. But I want to talk about this idea of government infl and inflation today on the Daily Summation from Kurtz Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Curtin. Today is Friday, the 20th of May, 2022. Uh, welcome to everyone who's here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page. That would be the Kurtz Religion and Politics page on Facebook, on KurtzReligionPolitics.locals.com, on MindsMINDS.com, on the Kurtz Religion and Politics group, primarily there. Sometimes you'll see me on Let's Talk Autism. Probably will not be the case today on Parler, on Gab, on Twitter, or wherever else you happen to be picking me up today. Subject for today is government and inflation, and I'm going to go ahead and go through my notes real quick. Here's an interesting question. What's the relationship between government and inflation? Does it seem like an odd thing to ask? Uh, is there some obvious answer in your mind? By the way, if there is, I'm more than willing to hear it. The reality is, I think more than a few people don't really understand that relationship. Truth is, most of inflation can be chalked up to one simple thing. In fact, by definition, this is the case. The thing that would uh, thing would be prices rising for some reason or cause. In fact, that's pretty much the definition, right? Since government doesn't generally sell anything they make, that makes their ability to affect inflation. Uh, that means, excuse me, that means their ability to affect inflation is, as a result, various secondary mechanisms. The one they most have a quote right to end of quote is taxation. If government chooses to tax anybody, depending on how great the increase of taxation, whether it's a new tax or not, it can definitely trigger inflation. Arguments like we're taxing big corporations, uh, therefore individuals won't pay that, are not less likely to cause inflation, but in fact more so. If you tax individuals, they might potentially, quote, eat, end of quote, the increase, and maybe not even realize it happened. Businesses, however, are acutely aware of tax increases and respond by hiking prices where they can't swallow the additional expense. If they can, then they won't, they won't necessarily hike prices. Um, put simply, they must be profitable, particularly if they're publicly owned or traded. If they're privately owned or traded, they, won't, they don't worry as much about being profitable. It's still an important thing because the people who work in the, in the corporation want to get paid and so forth. When you tax anybody, the price or price and prices go up as a result, a ripple effect occurs and wages tend to go up across the population. It's at least a two through cycle, okay? Across the population as a whole, by the way, not just a part. So sometimes it's a part, but most of the time it's the whole. 
the more you tax or increase a given tax, the larger the anticipated effect uh, uh, in terms of wages going up. That's just something that you can count on. Sadly, when wages go up, the prices of the products and services created uh, go up as a result because they have to pay for those wage increases. Part of that process I've spoken about before, when a person making 10 or $15 an hour suddenly finds him or herself at minimum wage uh, due to wage increases, reason aside, he or she will demand more money if possible to keep his or her standard of living at at least its present level. They don't want to lose on their standard of living. Uh, this brings us to labor laws and most specifically wage laws. Telling some company you're upping the minimum wage almost invariably in the long term, there are other short-term effects, we won't get into at least in this part of the podcast, uh, but uh, will almost invariably cause inflation since, again, increase in wages typically means a cascade into an increase in prices so companies can afford to, um, uh, to pay their employees according to the new mandated pay. In the end, it can generally be counted a wash, though I, uh, though excuse me, though many will uh, either not get a pay raise, like me most of the time, and be poorer as a result, or find other places to work where the management will pay them more, which will mean you'll have a shift in the labor force. Since it takes more dollars to buy the the same amount of bread, that's why there's not. It'll be a wash. Excuse me, I get a little bit complicated in my language. Forgive me. But that's why it's a wash, because, because even though wages go up, prices went up, wages are worth less, so now you have to pay somebody more for them to be able to do the same amount of buying. Funnily, this brings us to the next topic of conversation, inhibition of trade through regulation. That's because minimum wage laws are a pretty good example of one such regulation. Even though they're labor laws, they're a good example of ways that inhibition of production occurs. Government also does things like tell people what they can and cannot produce. Can't drill for oil. Can't refine oil. Can't sell a soda over X size, say 20 ounces. Uh, then there are things like farm, railroad, and forestry subs subsidies, right? Uh, these are often, often used for an odd purpose, to curtail production. I'll pay you for your corn if, in fact, you don't produce corn or for the crop that you would have produced if you don't produce corn. Of course, there are definitely many other examples, right? The thing I'd like to make a point of saying, though, is government does not produce and is therefore not a primary in the inflation problem. Even so, they are a large problem where inflation is concerned. In fact, after I wrote my notes, I thought about this and I thought, you know what generally causes is most likely to cause inflation? Government activity. Government activity of one kind or another is going to cause inflation. Why? Because if government uh, uh, mandates the making of certain products, which is one of the things that we're current talking about, currently talking about, the price for those products will necessarily and inherently go down because when the others are mandated to make them they will figure out how to do it and they will work to do that quickly and cheaply and there is and there will be more on the market and the result is prices will go down that's just what you can expect as a result of that 
Um, if government says we'll pay you for not farming on your corn on your land, either somebody will farm something else and double dip, or they just won't produce corn and they'll lay back and let the land go fallow for a while. Right? point I'm making is very, very simple. The point is, anytime government sticks its grubby little mitts into things, it changes how the production cycle works, where, where this kind of law or regulation or whatever it is happens to be true. It changes how things work. Oh, you can't drill for oil on public lands. Oh, you can't uh, refine. We, we won't allow you to open more oil refineries. Whatever it happens to be. The second government sticks its little mitts into something like that, you can count on an increase or decrease in prices. And most of the time, most of the time, you can count on it being an increase. If you look at private companies or even public companies, they are out to make money. Unless they can tell you some way, like Apple, who says we're making a superior product, that they're making a superior product, they can't charge more than what the market will bear. And even if they even if they are making a, a, more, a superior product, they can't charge more than the market will bear. I keep saying, look, you want $50,000 for a car? Dang, I almost paid that much for my house, or I paid a little more than that for my house. Are you really honestly saying I should count that a reasonable thing? I hope you're not. And if you're looking at what's happening, you'll see that lots of people who maybe would have bought used cars before or new cars before will buy used cars now because they can't afford a new car, people. They're not going to do that. So, but and, and again, if you look at the reasons for all of this kind of thing, a lot of the time it's, it's government. If, because if a private business tries to up its price, most of the time it's going to have sufficient competition to make it so it just can't. And even if it, does have, it doesn't have competition, unless it's an essential, essential product, most of the time what's going to happen is people are going to go, too rich for my blood, I fold, and they're going to walk away. It's just that simple. So most of the time, even though they should have only a secondary effect, and in reality they do, government is still the cause for inflation, whether it's stepping in the way of people trying to produce things, or inflating the monetary supply, or whatever, taxing people more, whatever it happens to be, they are the reason for inflation. But it's not for the reasons that you would have thought. Oh, I can tax, we can tax our way out of this. If you tax your way out of it, or try to tax your way out of it, what you're going to do is make it so that people out there are going to find ways to charge more for their product, which is going to actually drive inflation up, not down. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about and get across today. Uh, this has been the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt, and today is Friday, the 20th of um, May of 2022. That would be the beginning of the Sabbath at sundown today. Uh, tomorrow will be Saturday, the 21st of May of 2022. That will be uh, the ending of Sabbath at sundown tomorrow. If you, if you uh, observe the Sabbath, I hope your Sabbath is a good one. Um, thank you for everyone who's been here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page. That's the Kurtz Religion and Politics page there. On KurtzReligionandPolitics.locals.com, on MindsMinds.com. Uh, today it should just be on the Kurtz Religion and Politics group there. On Parlor, on Gab, on Twitter, or wherever else you might be seeing me today. Subject for today has been government and inflation. And tomorrow we're going to talk about something that's going to sound really odd, but uh, it has to do with something that I saw people to say about the abortion debate, and it is vasectomy and abortion. Um, hope you're having a good day today. 
Hope everything is going well for you, and hopefully we will see you on Saturday, the 21st of May's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurtz Religion and Politics. And in case you haven't figured that out, that will be tomorrow's. Hope you're having a good day, as I say. Hope everything goes well for you, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This podcast was created on Friday, the 20th of May of 2022. The Daily Summation is created for Kurt's religion and politics. Thanks for watching today's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. Don't forget to come back tomorrow uh, to check out the next one. Remember, on various platforms, primarily Rumble, YouTube, BigShoot, and CloudHub, and the audio podcast, you can subscribe to my content. For the audio podcast, you probably want to use Apple, Google, or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. In order to find me on those platforms, you can go to the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels on Rumble, YouTube, BitChute, and CloudHub. You can also get to my content on Facebook by finding the Kurtz Religion and Politics page there, minds, M-I-N-D-S dot com, uh, you, where you will find me at the Kurtz Religion and Politics group, and KurtzReligionandPolitics.locals.com as well. You can look there. I post my daily video on various social media sites, really only about three, Parlor, Gab, and Twitter at present. I am at KP Schubert on each of them, and you can find me under them, and you can find the videos under me. Uh, you should be able to find my podcasts on Google and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's also on podcasts.kpshubert.com. That's podcasts with an S, dot K-P-S-H-U-B-E-R-T dot com. Uh, if, if you're looking for me on various of the podcast sites, you probably want to search Kurtz Religion and Politics, not the Daily Summation. Keep in mind, you can subscribe to my content various on various places that I put it. Uh, all constructive feedback is welcome. You can like, dislike, add a rumble, or give whatever feedback is available on any of the platforms that you can do such things. You can add, also add a comment on what I put there. Unless you're advertising or doing something that I believe will harm others, I'll leave your comments out there even if I don't agree with or understand them. I will try to let you know I've seen them when possible and may reply if I feel it's reasonable, appropriate, and possible, of course. Thanks again for viewing this edition of the Daily Summation from Kurtz Politics. Don't forget to come back again for tomorrow's as well.